The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 151, recorded July 21st, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. The other half is... Michael Diaz. That's me. Mike, Michael Diaz in his imperial hat today. He's all dark, looking cool. Down about 200 pounds. No, how, you've lost a lot of weight. You look good. I hope I've lost weight. I want to have ice cream again. <laughs> When it comes down, yeah. I should know soon. I, uh, as it just ha- so happens to be, I went and got my A1C tested today. Yeah, I'm, what is that? Your blood sugar. Oh, blood sugar. Okay. Well, it's not just. I mean, you can test your blood sugar, and it's got a number, right? But your A1C is basically they monitor uh, your blood sugar <laughs> over a uh, three-month rolling, um, right? Uh, rolling average. Right. So, yeah, well, I mean, as much as I'm doing, I still, I've, I've been, uh, it's all old man stuff. We all, we're getting old telling our medical stuff. But no, I mean, <laughs> got to get that cholesterol down. That's what I got to do. Idiot. Eating crappy fried food. So it's all on me. Back to exercise. That's funny because you're, uh, you don't even eat meat and your cholesterol is high, huh? Uh, well, just because you eat vegan doesn't mean it's healthy if you're eating crap food. I mean, there's still processed food there and there's still right, right. fried foods. I, 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 I wouldn't think you're like eating like fried cauliflower every meal. No, but a lot of fries. I've ate a lot of fries. Too many fries. Fries are tasty, but yeah. They are, but when you go to restaurants where I live, there's nothing around here that has a lot of vegans, so I have to like, you know, pick bad stuff. So anyways, just got to be better. And I haven't exercised very well at all. It's really more the exercise probably, to be honest with you. It does change a lot. I'm seriously, I'm very eager to see what my A1C comes back as because- Yes, I have a C. I've lost a fair amount of weight, but I just want carbs. <laughs> I just want carbs. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's down now and you go right back to it, it'll just go back up. You can't, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not going to go back to it, but I would like to have the option of, right. hey, uh, I'm going to have an ice cream cone this weekend and call right. it good instead of, well, that's not to see. I haven't had any ice cream in the last four Two and a half months. Oh, sorry. No, I. Okay. Last time I had ice cream was on Father's Day. I had a small cone at the uh, ice cream shop. Nice. But I preceded that with an hour-long hike, over an hour-long hike, just so I could get my body to a spot where I could eat the ice cream and not worry about it. Like, So right. my body was like craving carbs. Yeah. I mean, people, I mean, the thing about, well, food is the most important thing, honestly, the intake. Because yeah. if you run, you only get a, a hundred calories per mile run that you well, burn. Depends depends on how heavy you are. But on average. Yeah. I'm, I'm large. I can get 500 calories in a two and a quarter mile walk. Well, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I can't well, do that. 
<laughs> well, let me get a backpack and fill it with 200 pounds of rocks and you'll be able to do that too. All right. But this is not a nutritional show. This is the Kybercast. <laughs> uh, you know, Star Wars and more podcast. Uh, but there's news. There's a couple of trailers out there. Um, go ahead, Michael. You put, you put these two in there. I've watched them. I've seen them. Well, I'll talk I, because I just watched it. I'll talk about, I'll let you talk about the other one because I know one of them is a little bit more near and dear to your heart. But I just watched the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves trailer, <laughs> yeah. which came out four hours ago. I've seen the time it. Of this recording. It. So by the time uh, people listen, it'll probably be an out for a couple of days. But I just watched it. It looks decent. It's Chris yeah. Pine. It looks like Dungeons and Dragons. But uh, I don't know. Well, that's not your gig. Well, it's, I, the thing is, I've played D&D. I enjoy D&D. I like, I, I like it. I So, but I guess I'm still a, a little burnt from that terrible Dungeons and Dragons movie they did in like the 90s. Right. Was it, was it Marlon Wayans in it or something? Yeah, it's horrible. Here's my thing with Dungeons and Dragons anything. the the it, It's kind of like. Everybody's Dungeons and Dragons different because they create it themselves in their homes and stories, and, and they can pull those stories exactly. from D anD D, you know, and, and have you know they can they can pull the books and in the in the um, dungeons and things like that. Like I don't think this script is from any of the the actual dungeons, no, right in the stories, right. So that's probably a miss off the bat. Like, why aren't you using material that's been around for years? There's so many cool dungeons that have been written. Are you talking like some of the old gaming modules that had? Yeah, or the new gaming modules. You can go get a book right, right. now. I mean, there's a ton of them. I mean, why not? Right. Why not use these things that they've already created and, and actually turn these things into movies? Would be interesting to me. Um, doesn't mean that people won't go out and buy it and make their own adventure. They actually may buy more of it. You know, once they see a, a, somebody else's vision of it. But that being said, this looks like a comedy. Looks pretty funny. Um, well, I think all action movies. Not all, but you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna steal or imitate, you got to do it from Marvel, right? They're the big boy on the block right now. So, I, yeah. I thought this this trailer looked very Marvel esque in that. I did too. Lots Even the quips. shot, that giant Thor shot with the guy flying over the, to, the, the, the stolen right from Taika Waititi. Um, yeah, isn't the guy from Bridgerton in this? So it should get the ladies should be seeing this movie, right? Yeah, now we know why he wasn't in season two of Richardson. Uh, I don't want to watch the show, so I just... Neither do I. Um, but apparently he was just in season one, and that was it. Oh, gotcha. So anyways... I mean... It looks I, fun. I don't know. Had this come out, I don't know, before the other Dungeons & Dragons movie? Here, here's what I want, all right? Tell me what yes, you want. We all, we all know that I like sci-fi instead, but that's not all I'm going to say. I read the Dragonlance novels mm-hmm. in the late 80s, mid to late 80s, and I love them. And they're they're spun out from the world of uh, Dungeons and & Dragons, and they became its own thing. With its and own stolen from it. Tolkien and Narnia. Yeah, any of that stuff, yes. You pay homage, yes, to those people. No question. But if you're going to steal, steal from one of the best-selling book series ever. I mean, 
obviously Tolkien did Lord of the Rings, and it's a classic for a reason, right? But if if you're gonna try and follow in those footsteps, pick up Dragonlance, man. That I love that stuff. If they had done that with Dragonlance, yes, I would be there, hundred percent. Well, I'm sure somebody owns that property. Yeah, the same uh, same people that own Dungeons and Dragons. It's Dragonlance was a TSR property, so when it was when it was bought by Wizards of the Coast at some point, I don't know who owns it now. Does Hasbro own it now? Who knows? Who knows at this point? I think they do. Hasbro? Well, that's just a toy company, right? Well, Hasbro Hasbro purchased, I believe they purchased Wizards of the Coast, which had purchased TSR and all their mm-hmm. stuff. And now, if you notice, in the trailer, uh, Hasbro has its own production arm now. Right. That made this movie, so. Huh. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't, from this trailer, I don't plan on running out and seeing it day one. That said, Chris Pine is pretty good, so I don't know. What do you think? I mean, are you, do you see this and think, yes, I need to see this? Say again? When you saw this trailer, did you think, I need to go see this? Do I need to go see it? Right. They, like, like, is the world going to stop? If, uh, you, uh, well, no. No. This is not, I mean, for you, this is not a. Uh, this is not Lord of the Rings. I have to go see it that opening weekend, right? No, no, but uh, I'll see it. I'll definitely go to the. I'll go to the theater to see it. I won't wait till, you know, um, till it's out somewhere else. Put it that way. Gotcha. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I I was put off because I was actually trying to get you some information, um, that was. Uh, published, I guess, in April, that Dragonlance returns to D&D this year with 5e Adventure and Battle Game. So they're bringing the property back. And there's actually yeah, a teaser as, trailer. Yeah, uh, fifth edition rules to play. Yeah, but those are more like books now. Yeah. The way they do it. You know, they're not like the dungeon modules. It's an actual book that you go through. It's a little different. So that's cool. I mean, Dragonlance has never really gone away. I mean, right. They keep publishing books. I've never read any of them. Ironically, I basically had to stop when I, I think when I've read 10. six of the books and I think there's somewhere around 50 of them, if not more now. Are there new characters each time it's a book or is it the same characters all the way through each? Both. Is it... it depends. It depends on the book. The, the first three books was a trilogy. It was meant to gotcha. such and mapped to such. Then they did another trilogy after that. And then, then they just started going everywhere. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it looks good to me. And then, you know, somewhat from the same vein, uh, the Game of Thrones House of Dragon trailer was out. Now, it looks good to me, but I, you know, this none of this stuff is from the books, I believe. Maybe it is. Right. I don't know. Maybe it is from the House no, of Dragon. No, uh, actually, the uh, story that Martin wanted to do, George R.R. You know, R. R. Martin, he pitched a sequel, and I read an interesting article on uh, io9 that basically said there was a little civil war in HBO. They had five different competing projects as to what was going to be the next spinoff, and this was not George R.R. R. Martin's uh, pitch, but this is the one that got the green light. Well, maybe he can finish the books, then they'll listen to him. <laughs> He's going to die before it's finished. I, I will know. put money. Not that I want him to die. Let's make that clear. But I will put money that he will die before the book's finished. 
Yeah, I, I tend to have more respect for people's lives than Michael does, so I don't... Oh, bet the- I respect <laughs> his life totally. <laughs> Seriously, I, I respect him as a writer. I mean, he's obviously doing something right. Uh, he's just not finishing the book. Right. No, I, I uh, it looks good. I, Matt Smith is in it. I'm a big Matt Smith fan. Uh, so the show looks good. We'll see. I mean, it's got all the money. You, you see it spent money. They're not, you know... Will it be different? We, it looks just like another political. I mean, the, the politics of Game of Thrones is what it's about for real. I mean, that's, right, that's really right. just political stuff. So um, it's going to have kind of the same. Now, will people grow tired of it? Can they? Will, will there be? Will there be characters that you fall in love with, like you do in the first game? You know, the Game of Thrones uh, novels and stored at HBO hags. There's some characters that people I really liked um, that you know, and then died. So the end then died, but. Uh, <laughs> That's what, you know, that's what I kind of liked about his writing is it, everybody's precious. So, right. No, you know, it's well, not, actually nobody's precious, right? Well, life is precious. So when you lose it, you feel it. Whereas like anything well, yeah, else you yeah, watch, yeah, it's like uh, everything else. They're going to come back. Like, like in really Marvel. I mean, you never really lose, you know, anyone. Same with Star Wars. It's like there's so many like half deaths that come back. and But like Luke said, you know, right. no one's ever really gone. Right. So, but it looks good. And I mean, hopefully, I mean, I'm not, it's part of my HBO go, whatever it is now. So good to go. Good to go. All right. What else you got there, Michael? I see a little D plus Disney plus stuff. Yeah, it was announced today. So by the time everyone hears this, uh, this will be old news, but uh, starting on July 22nd, Deadpool's one and two, as well as Logan will be allowed to stream on Disney Plus in the U.S. Now, for those of you that are, you know, not in the U.S., at Canada, I think you get what it's called Star or something like that. Maybe not Canada. Oh, right, but yeah. Yeah, in other parts of the, in the world, they get Disney it's Plus. Different. There's Disney Plus Star because they don't get Hulu everywhere, right? Hulu's a right. North American thing. They've already had, been able to watch these because they're Disney properties now because they bought, you know, 20th Century Fox. But, uh... There is another note about uh, Disney, you know, for people to readjust their child settings. Because, yeah, Deadpool's a hard R, no question. You think? Definitely with Deadpool 2. I mean, Logan. Logan. Logan is too. It's an R. I mean, it's violent. But as an American, I think we're all good with violence. But apparently if you throw sex on there, then it's, it's verboten, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you, saw an, you show an areola and the whole world goes crazy here. Right? Oh, my God. Some skin. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, by the time everyone listens to this, Deadpool 1 and 2 and Logan will be on Disney+. Plus. I'm looking forward to it. I love Logan. I think it's... Logan is a top five uh, superhero movie, but in 100%. a different way. It's just so good. It's just so good. Uh, after, after seeing that... And then uh, Ford versus Ferrari. I feel really pretty good about the next Indiana Jones movie. Could be good. That guy's a good director, man. Well, the he funny tell thing a is, story. though, the same director also did the Wolverine, the second Wolverine movie. I didn't hate that. I mean, there's there's problems with it, but I didn't hate yeah. it. I didn't, you know. I don't hate it. What it, is it? James Mangold, right? Yeah. Is that the which? Okay. So I got to get my Wolverines back. Is that the one where it takes place in Japan? Yes. Yeah, I liked that one. I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought, all right, it's definitely better than 
X-Men Origins Wolverine with 100%. That movie just terrible. With the really bad Deadpool. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so bad. It's so bad. Why did they do that? So, oh, well, it's a long... Why did they do that? Exactly. Why? 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 Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm geeked. I'm going to, I plan on watching Logan almost immediately. Yeah. Well, I have it on Blu-ray, but I, I'll watch it. Um, I've never bought it. That's the thing. And then when they made this announcement, I'm like, well, no, I don't. Do I need to buy it? No. No, no. So on the comic book front, you know, it's Comic-Con's happening right now, right? I believe. Yes, it has already started. Yeah. So they had uh, DC had an announcement of a new uh, Dark Crisis Infinite Earths. So a sequel. To the uh, original Crisis on Infinite Earths, so they're about to. Yeah, well, they show all the. You'll see all the covers, I think, uh, on ComicBook.com. Uh, I don't know the exact story that's going to happen. I'm going to tell you, but clearly, there's Infinite Earths and there's a Crisis, and it's a dark one. Because <laughs> the other one was a light Crisis. This is a dark one. Well, I, I, you know, maybe I haven't been paying close enough attention to DC, but I thought they're only. 52 Earths, now there's infinite again. I can't keep up. I Yeah, they just keep, they don't know what they're doing. They never do. Know. Why do they not know what they're doing? Of course, I don't really know all the Marvel comics either. I don't know. There's probably multiverse shit there and everything else going on and just try to sell more. It's, it's, there, it's is. The, there is. It's the problem with comic books for anybody that wants to get started. You don't know what the hell to do. You just jump in feet first and hopefully you understand. You won't. Though it's it's that's why people are intimidated. Like I don't, you know, you don't know what to do. It's like it's crazy. But what else are you gonna do? If there's just there's waves of comics for years. You can't, you know, always have always new. I suppose. But what do you think? True. I mean, would, are you uh, Infinite Earths? Did you like the first one, right? Do you think this? Uh... Oh yeah, I had. Uh, I mean, I have. It was, I was funny. I was just looking at it this morning and thought I need to reread that. I have the original Crisis on Infinite Earths. You know, collected in trade paperbacks in my collection. Um, I read Identity Crisis. I read Final Crisis, which apparently isn't so final. Um, they've done it, you know, every five to ten years they do another crisis. So, sure, let's do another one. Yeah, I mean, there's that, they've got like John Kent in here too, which that just makes Superman quit dicking around with these kids stuff. I'm, It's all about the illusion of change. Yes, John Kent's going to be Superman for a bit, but eventually his dad's going to be Superman. Once again, that's how it goes. I know. There is only one, in my opinion. He is the last one. So, yeah. All right. Looking, I mean, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I, I will not jump into it. <laughs> Wait. If it's good, maybe I will. I'll get I will. A, I mean, I'll do the Michael thing. If it's good, maybe I'll get a trade. Digital yeah, I, trade. I still buy, I still buy trades. I mean, I have the Dark Knights Metal. No, Dark Knights. Is that it? Maybe that was. I have that collection. You know the whole, you know, Batman thing. I don't think I have all of Dark Dark Knights Metal, but I've, you know, every once in a while they collect these trades into, you know, these the, they collect them into collections and trades, and I buy them and read them. But uh, I'll probably buy this one at some point too. There you go. All right, and then finally, if you uh, happen to watch the Home Run Derby, 
the other night. <laughs> they had an Andor TV spot, which you can find uh, through their Twitter page, not on YouTube for some reason. And again, to me, it, uh, it, this is going to be an underdog show. It's going to be good. I think it's going to be really good. I agree. Um, I'm looking. Re- I'm really looking forward to this show. So yeah, coming up in August. So there's a few new tidbits in there. A couple of new shots that that haven't been seen, but. Diego Luna, I mean, he just oozes charisma through this, and and he's got a, it's a great character. Uh, I'm just, I just can't wait for this show. It's all new. Like, oh. I have no, my expectations are totally different than something that's that's tied to a original trilogy character. I agree. I agree. Plus, it's a new story. I mean, yes, it's a prequel, so we know he's not going to die. But there's so much going on that. I still do think there's going to be plenty of tension, and I'm excited for that. Right. I, I mean, seeing the forming of the rebellion is interesting. Yes, I agree. So that's that's going to be really good. And just to be clear to anyone else who's listening to this podcast, like like we said, we're recording this on the 21st, this Thursday. So the big news from Comic-Con, whatever it happens to be by the time you listen, it's not going to hit till Friday, Saturday. Probably right. Saturday. Right. So I'm sure we'll be covering that next week because I'm sure there are going to be plenty of information coming from the DCEU, you know, the Marvel Universe. Right. Maybe not so much Star Wars because we know Marvel's there at the Comic-Con, but mm-hmm. Lucasfilm is not. I, I'm assuming they're going to save their big announcements for D23. Right. So I guess there was a Teen Wolf movie teaser released at comic-con today though yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know maybe i maybe i'm just too old maybe that's a millennial show or not even millennial gen z show i don't know teen wolf yeah with jason bateman no no michael Dude. j fox is that, See, that... You're, you're you're even less into it than i am yes there was teen wolf and then teen wolf 2 oh but for like five six years was it uh mtv what? Had a show called Teen Wolf. Really? Yes. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> they they reimagined it and they made it this really honesty oh, like the, teenage like the, drama. Like the Archie show or whatever it yes. is now? Okay. Riverdale. Riverdale, yeah. Yeah. All the same character names and everything. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. That's why there's a, now they're doing a movie. So, it's a movie based on the angsty uh, Gen Z Teen Wolf show that was on MTV. Oh, That's geez. the thing. Who, I, I don't watch MTV. I don't remember the last time I turned MTV on. No, me neither. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. Um, let's jump into our geek this week. Uh, mine is really not much different. I'm still watching uh, For All Mankind. True science fiction. You've heard me say it, what, for the last three podcasts now. Um, if you like science fiction, true science fiction, uh, this is the show. It's a really good show. Um, I know Michael will get to it after... Uh, he gets through Daredevil season three. So shortly we'll thereafter, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And what do you got going on this week? I only put one thing down, but I forgot I had another one. But I finished The Glass House by Emily St. John Mandel. Uh, not sci fi at all. So I really won't go into that. All I'll say is that her previous two books were sci fi, and I love her style. And I think I said this last week. I'm going to. I already picked up a fourth book. She's written six total. I picked up the fourth book today. I'm going to read that. Again, not sci-fi at all, but I'm really enjoying her stuff. But on a geek note, 
I don't know if it's still available for the same price, but for those of you that were fans of Why the Last Man, the comic book, which is amazing, the Omnibus on Amazon went on sale to half off. Normally, it's a, I think it's MSRP is $150, which, not terrible, considering it's 70-ish issues that comes out to just over two bucks an issue. Um, but yeah, I bought it at seventy four ninety nine. Couldn't say no. Wow. All time for you. Comics, so I bought it. I think it'll be here tomorrow. So if it's something that interests you, check out Amazon. We don't get any money for this. We should have affiliate links, but we don't. So check it out. Seventy four ninety nine on Amazon as of uh, at least a couple days ago. Great. There you go. Tip from Michael. So before we dive into our main topic, let's talk about Patreon. We do have a Patreon page, and if you would like to check it out, go to patreon.com slash kybercast and check out all of our tiers to help out the show if you want to throw a little change in the tip jar, so to speak. So that would really help out the show. It's patreon.com slash kybercast. All right, Michael, we finally are getting to it. Um, The Boys Season 3 Review. I'm so, you know, it's a problem with binging because I've actually not forgot about the show, but I'm so past it that I don't even think about it anymore. Uh, but it was a great season. Um, it felt too short, even though it was eight eight episodes. I feel like it was short. I don't know what the other episodes were. They all eight, eight episodes as well? Were they more? I don't know what the uh, other seasons, but I will say this. Each episode was at least an hour long. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. You got, you got, I mean, they, a lot of show. It's eight hours. Yeah. When you consider yeah. what your average movie, you know, they're getting longer now, but a movie's about 90 minutes or so. Yeah, I'd Holy say good cow. two hours is the average, right? Yeah. Well, now with all the Marvel films, I'd say, yeah, it's definitely gone up. But still, that's a lot of story. Yeah. A lot of story. So, um, yeah, we were, we're a little slow to get to this, but the reason being is there was other things we had to cover, and we did. But now we're here. Talking about the boys, uh, I agree with uh, Joe. I thought it was a fantastic season. I admit what the first issue, or not first issue, issue. Sorry, not a comic book. Uh, first episode of the season three, I was thinking it was not going to be the show I wanted because, I mean. It went in some funny directions there, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, last season we saw a lot more of Queen Maeve. Right. I liked that. I liked her character arc. But in this first episode, you see, okay, well, Huey's working for the government. He's kind of Butcher's boss now. And it just felt like the team was defanged. But then that very well, first issue, yeah, yeah that, that was the whole point, right? Right. That very first episode, though, we ended on the cliffhanger of Huey finds out that quote-unquote Nadia. Right. Who is you know actually a power which we all knew from the surprise ending of season two right but he found out right away and that changes everything and before you know it the group's getting back together but i, I don't know I, I just overall I, I i agree with you i really really like the season i thought it was fantastic i'm super happy we're getting to season four but we'll get to that yeah a very good season we've you know following the I thought it was going to follow the Scanners chick. I, I say Scanners in that old movie where, remember that movie people blew up their heads? I do, but 
<laughs> maybe some of our listenership is not going to know what the hell you're talking about. I don't about. care. Yeah, we'll, we'll look it up. Well. That's like 83. So kind of like last season with uh, Stormfront. Was that her name? Stormfront? Stormfront. Yep. You know, uh, Aya Cash, she joined the uh, cast for that season. She's in this season too, ever so briefly. So F- FYI, spoilers, we're talking about the whole season. So if you didn't realize that by now, yeah. sorry. Spoilers. So she's in this one for a whole split second. But not looking season, so good. No, no. I was actually surprised she was alive. Yeah, I mean, but they never showed her dead in that. They just it was just a blow up thing. So no, she was pretty fucked up though. Oh, really bad. She had one hand though. Yes, which <laughs> oddly enough, in her dilapidated dilapidated state, homeless is still. <laughs> even though she's on life support, basically, St- hey, still still got some. Perfect time for a handy, right? Perfect yeah. Time. She does. She did come in handy for him. There you go. That was better, Joe. That was better. Yeah. There you go. So, season three, bunch of new characters. The big one, of course, is Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy, who is kind of like this weird, he's basically a Captain America analog, but Captain America, if he was a bit more explodey. Right. <laughs> but even, even his costume. Like, is very reminiscent. I mean, so close to the MCU Captain America costume, but just different enough to make it legally not. Right? Well, they don't say Captain America, so they can say whatever they want. They can do whatever they want, and they can't. And and Captain America doesn't own the American flag and stars, so. No, no, no. But his costume is pretty close. Pretty close. But, like, what what can they really own? I understand. Stars and stripes. But no, the shield, maybe the fine. shield, probably the circle shield, which he didn't have. Well, the original, he kind of took the original, almost the original Captain America shield. The more yeah, the original shield was more. I don't know was, what that shape it was, was called, but more it was space a typical shield. It's just a typical shield, you know. Right. But uh, yeah. Anyways, it's a uh, he's a great character, and and you know, the, but I don't even know how to get into all this because there's such a. Uh, middle thread of politics in this and um, the propaganda type pro- I mean this whole all the heroes are propaganda right because they have yeah. these 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 films to get people uh, but there's such a and it's it's it is ironic I'm not getting into politics in here but if you know me you probably know anyways but right now is the hearings that are happening right now uh, for literally January's. as we're recording this yes literally and the Homelander stuff here in in the in the kind of analogy of what's happening now of he can do no wrong in the public. Some some people that love him just love him more is uh, by no accident. Oh, yeah. It's clear when they wrote the season, they took heavy cues from yeah. the last presidency. And those I'll say just love- from our culture, it's, it's almost like it's our it's just a mirror, right? They didn't make they're showing us as human beings in our, our culture in America today, they're just showing it back to us in our face in a different way. Yes. Um, th- th- I don't, you know, if, if you know, I, I don't know what people think about sides, but at the end of the day, he, home, there's some people that love Homelander so much that he can do no wrong. Yes. No matter what he does. Lies either. Yeah. And, uh, it, it even, it's just interesting how his character has come through this. 
uh, in an interesting way. They did a great job overall. And I'm going overall because we're not, you know, we're definitely not going to like break down every, no. every episode because, you know, if they did that once a week, they could probably get that out of us. But when they throw it all up there, well, almost all up at once, first three episodes. And oh, actually, they don't, they do it every week. It's, it's our fault we didn't do it. It's, it's, yeah, it's our fault. This one's do. our fault. This one's yeah. our fault, yes. But 100% to be fair, fault. there was a lot of other stuff we were covering. Right. Um, so we're not going to break it down, but at the end of the day, the the, the arc of uh, between, um, oh, I wanted to say Captain America. Uh, Soldier Boy. The, the arc, that's such a bad name. The arc between Soldier Boy and Homelander and Homelander's son and legacy and that kind of thing is was very cool well not just that but also butcher as well he fits in there too it's it's a huge examination of fathers and sons yeah and and how far are you willing to go to break your own code to beat somebody you know so like you know in, in the political sense would somebody break their own code just to just to win um because butcher becomes a soup temporarily though right which seems to go against everything he's ever stood for right but it's just a weapon right for him he's how else is he going to fight these people yeah i do do like the way huey i don't know what huey's was other than like (laughs) teleportation but he had no clothes every time it was pretty funny he like i do like it when either shows or comics show you how the powers might actually work which it makes sense you have the power. So if you're super strong and your clothes are super tight to you, then they're probably not going to get destroyed because, you know, your invincibility kind of protects them. But if you teleport, it would make sense. Why would your clothes stay with you? <laughs> it's right. You're not connected. bonded to your flesh, right? <laughs> but then how do they do that in Star Trek? I'm kidding. Well, Star Trek's different. It's not straight teleportation. It's they basically break you down at an atomic level and then recreate you at an atomic level. Yeah, but they did, but your clothes aren't part of your atomic level. It's like the fly. That's why you got to make it in everything. the fly. Yeah, that's basically the fly, right? So they're Yeah, but they he was naked. He was naked in the fly. Yeah, but there was a fly in there with him. No, I know that. That he didn't have clothes is my point, which is Star Trek they have clothes on. Right, cuz well they're more advanced, the 20 Oh god. 24th okay. century. Great. Yeah, I like to see the pre. I like to see the prequel to that when they were making that. Whoops, <laughs> it's a little bundle set. Um, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine being the first one? Well, I think they actually show that in uh, in Enterprise that they they originally just use the transporters just for you know moving Shipping. goods from yeah, and then like yeah, we can use this for people and some of the first people that did it did not like it. Wow. Anyway, um, nice tangent. At the end of the day. <laughs> No, back to the boys. Um, but like, yeah, the, uh, what I don't understand is, I guess we don't know how when they take that that serum. Like, why do they get that particular power? Is it something within? They didn't really. At least I missed something because, like, Butcher got almost the same as Homelander power. He had the the, the eyes and strength and healing. He had a, like Wolverine healing. Yep, it was a bit like Wolverine and Superman together. I mean. I think what Butcher said in the show kind of makes right. It's not, or maybe it wasn't even Butcher that said it, but they basically said in the show, it, it's not really particularly special. It doesn't make you super. It just enhances what you already are. Well, Butcher's a man full of rage, so it makes sense that you know he gets laser shooting out of his eyes, right? 
Right. But then Huey, Which, what, what, what is he just, what, I don't understand. I guess you don't know. Uh, why, Huey's but. always been much more defensive. He's True. more cautious by na- nature. So I, th- I think giving him teleporting, is, it makes sense. But also it, it's a hilarious sight gag every time he shows up naked. It is. You know, it's funny. This, this season, you probably laugh at me, but my favorite uh, character is probably Starlight. She was great this season. She had a lot more growth this season. In fact, um, it seemed a little bit to be at the expense of Queen Maeve's arc. Because like I said, season two, she really kind of stepped in. You really found out a lot more about her. Season one, we didn't have much with Maeve. We saw more in season two. So initially, I was a little disappointed in the first few episodes because we didn't see Maeve. But she finally shows up again in the third or fourth episode. And that is obviously very important to the story. But it seems that we lost a bit of her story so we could hear more of um, Starlight's story, which, fine, she is one of the main characters. I'm okay with that. But my only, I'm trying not to take away from Starlight, but yeah, I would have liked to see more of Maeve's story. But yeah, yeah, Starlight had a fantastic arc. And I, it makes sense once you get to the end of the season, why she has such an important arc. I mean, right. She's been important. You know, she was basically our, the audience's eyes into the seven from right. season one because she's the newbie. Right. Can we give a quick shout out to Paul Reiser, though? Paul Reiser was fantastic. <laughs> he was just the- okay. Since we're talking about that, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. He was fantastic. But as I was watching this show, like, I already know this show is not going to get any acting Emmy nominations. It could and though. There's the some dis- good acting in there, yeah. No, I'm. I'm it should. Yeah. There were some awesome moments of acting. Uh, Mother's Milk. There were a couple scenes where I was just like, "Damn, that was awesome." I mean, Jensen Nichols had a fun time. He was playing a dick. He was 80s. awesome. Yeah, he was awesome. But he was playing an '80s, like a stereotypical '80s action hero brought to life. Right. And he was always that guy. Right. Right. He is who he is. No growth yet. I mean, he's on ice for now. Right, right, right. But, I mean, there was was some really good acting this season. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You're right, Paul Reiser, even though, you know, just a little bit of a co-starring role, he was, he, I love that he was, I was surprised to see him, but he did great with his little role. Yeah, what the show does really well is it takes caricatures and takes it right to the edge of camp. It yeah. doesn't get into camp, but it takes it right to the edge. It's like the perfect edge of, you know, it, it doesn't get into Thor Ragnarok type stuff, but it gets close, but it no. never crosses that edge. That's hard to do. Like, it's super hard to do. It is. It, I and mean, they do don't it get well. me wrong. The show is always over the top, whether it's it's the sex or the violence. It's but all, but, it, you turn it up to 11 but you're right. It's not camp. It, it, but it also manages to be very um, poignant. A hundred percent agree. Like, like you get into, um, oh my gosh, a train. Yep. And his whole arc through that of, you know, dealing with race and like what happens with his brother and when he's trying to do the right thing. And then he brings that jackass cop guy or whatever. Blue Hawk. Blue Hawk. I mean, those are poignant things that happen. I mean, and, and, Granted, very stereotypical, um, but it does do a great job of of uh, holding the mirror up, like I say, to what's happening in our culture right now, and and 
and and shows the absurdity of our own culture. Like it's all absurd. The whole fucking show is absurd. One hundred percent agree. And it's just does. I I don't think there's ever been a show that that has done it quite this well or in this way. Um, uh, it, it really is truly um one of the better things that's been out there for in this genre of of, of uh, television. I think. I agree. No, you're 100 correct. And I, I, I know uh, some of our listeners like it when, when you and I spar and we're like, "Yeah, hey, we don't agree." Yeah. But um, this is one of those moments I agree with you 100 because yeah, it is over the top with the sex. It is over the top with the violence, which okay, that grabs attention, but it is awfully, awfully poignant, like you said. And it's in some of those really smaller moments, and maybe they're they're even short moments. But like, like as you mentioned already, a train's arc. But also, um, like even the scene where Butcher is, he, he thinks he's trying to protect Ryan and he basically tells him, I don't want to see you. You know, why would I want to see you? Right. You, know, you remember, you know, you, just the fact that you exist caused my wife to die. Right. Yep. So I, I get that he was trying to push the boy away from him, thinking he was protecting him. But then you later see, I mean, that, that scene right there is very poignant because what he thinks is he's doing is the right thing to do at the time. But then we find out later, you know, his childhood and what he went through. And you see that, you know, the sins of the father are visited upon the son. And he's doing it again and ultimately leads to Ryan turning away from him. So it's it seems like that. Very right. poignant. And that's mirrored nicely in a soldier boy who tells the whole story about his father and about how he was never good enough. Right. Said he cheated when he got the serum. Yeah, you found a shortcut. Yeah, shortcut. That's right. Shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did say he said cheated as well, but he said, you know, he said both shortcut and cheated. But then, you know, you're, you're not good enough. And Soldier Boy doesn't even realize the own irony when literally an hour or two later, he's fighting Homelander and says the exact same thing to Homelander. Right. I mean, as much as these people were in abusive, terrible relationships with their fathers, they're not doing much different. In fact, they've actually quite come become their fathers in many ways. And even like Mother's Milk, he's the whole PTSD that he's dealing with, and he, and he's got his daughter, and he's trying to hide all that, and you know the the idea of that's uh, not like it's like a war veteran, so to speak, that same kind of type, yeah, problems that people can have, and um, we also got to see the origin, so to speak, of um, Black Noir, saw his face, and yes. why he never takes off the mask now. Yeah. I can't. Um, yeah. unfortunately and we won't why he see can't him speak either. I'm assuming yeah. his vocal cords were fried. Yeah. And I'm assuming, well, we're never going to see him again anyway. So we did lose him this season. Um, thanks to Homelander. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else I'm thinking of that his, uh, the, the, um, Aquaman guy, gosh, what's his name? The deep, deep, the deep. Yeah. Boy, that guy, they just, they just, <laughs> he is just the lowest of the low of, of, uh, God, he's so dumb, so dumb, but he like, you know, 
of all the guys in the hero gasm episode, which was the talk of the town, which I didn't think it was that big a deal, honestly, but, um, the squid or whatever he was with the octopus that he was with. Or whatever the the octopus, yeah. Oh, and then he, yeah, we'll just leave it there. But yeah. what a character. I mean, now, uh, clearly his wife had more of a, uh, uh, agenda, right? 100%. So he's he's uh, just a dumb, just a dumb fucking guy. He's dumb. He, he needs someone showing him the way, which his wife, I, while she had her own agenda, she at least had their best interests in mind, whereas now he's just following Homelander, who only has his own best interests in mind. He doesn't give a shit about the deep. Yeah, but he's afraid of dying. And he but the whole thing of like this whole uh who's the next star? Our hero star. Like, so it puts our again, holds the mirror up to our reality TV shows. Um they bring the deep back out of nowhere, so it screwed one of the the more uh, let's say ethnic people, and they and they still pick the the white guy to win. Um the former backstreet for, for it's true, yeah, former backstreet boy kind of guy. Uh with Starlight's old boyfriend. Well, that was interesting. Uh, that did, I can't remember. He didn't make it to the end, did he? He's gone, right? He's dead. Oh, yeah. He uh, he, he was... Um, so A-Train basically betrayed Starlight and them and uh, right. let Homelander know that new guy was going to work against them. And so um, Homelander fucked him up pretty bad. Killed him. Right. And, and what, what's it... Uh, I guess she's like the leader, but she's not the leader, but like the, of, of the production or she just keeps tearing out her hair. She gets a weird and then we realize it's a wig after a yes. while. <laughs> it was that bad. Um, yeah. She's an interesting character too. Like I'm not giving it the due diligence of a review on her, but it's just a, um, you know, I can't, I can't remember what, what who the actress is for that, but uh, she was, uh, she, She's a she's a, she's a character that I can't stand. So it means she's acting really well. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. She's come a long way from being just the, you know the basically the uh, aide to Elizabeth right. Chu's character in the first season, and now CEO. But you know what? Our, our favorite uh, our favorite bad guy, who you know, what, what, shoot, what's his name again? Um, not Moff Gideon, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, Giancarlo, Stan. Yeah, thank you, Giancarlo Esposito, who always plays an amazing bad guy. He just steals every scene. He does. He does. But uh, he's not dead. He's just not there. I I have no doubt he'll be back. Oh, for sure, for sure. And then you know my other probably my outside of my my overall favorites throughout three seasons are probably uh, uh, Kamiko and Frenchie. Or Kimiko yeah, they're or interesting. I, I I liked their side stories because it gave them more room. It it was it was nice that they took them away from the main action to tell yeah. their own story, because they kind of do get lost in the shuffle, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're the weapons, right? But the whole yeah, and then but but she lost her power because of I can't remember how she lost it, right? She was it was the was it a the blast from? Yeah, so Soldier Boy, if he doesn't kill you, all the radiation he's spewing out basically yeah. uh, wipes the uh, compound V from your body. Right. But she decided to take it again for the team or and it would come back. You know, she had an opportunity or maybe she was going to die, I guess. 
No, but, no. Uh, she basically decided that uh, yeah. it wasn't the compound V that made her who she was. It didn't make her evil. It was she. That was just who she was. Right. But she didn't have to stay that way because remember, we are not our past. That was the whole thing. Exactly. So, so I mean, probably the first time you'll ever see on television where dildos have become such a deadly weapon is in oh that episode. <laughs> was like, that was one of the best fighting scenes ever, and it was so absurd. It was absurd. It, so Shaylee does not watch <laughs> the show because it's too over the top for her, right? Yeah. I don't know which one it was. I can't remember what episode it was. Was it Hero <laughs> Gasm? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't I think matter. it was the it was, uh, fifth episode. It could have been. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's fourth episode. Sorry. Fourth episode. Uh, Glorious five-year plan. That's when they went off to Russia. Okay. Um, so, like I said, Shaylee does not watch the show. It's too violent for her. But she was sitting there working on something, and I was watching the show. And <laughs> she just looked at me, and she goes, are, are those dildos? And I just laughed. I said, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yeah, did you see how she just launched that through the back of that guy's skull? She's like, yeah, that's why I had to ask. It was great. <laughs> I could see her giving them. I, I know Shaylee, and I could just see her giving the most disappointing look. She just says, oh, this show is just too much. Yeah. It's not her thing, and that's fine. But yeah, I, I, I will, I'll also agree with you talking about dildos. Uh, Herogasm was much, much hyped. And yeah, there are a bunch of naked people around and you know, yeah. sex sounds and all that. But it, it wasn't. I read that issue in the comics and it's completely different in the comics. Is it? Yeah. In, in the comics is basically, it's not because in the show it was what all like the seed listers. Right. Uh, you know, the, and that we're off, you know, they did it every year, blah, blah, blah. In, in the comics, it was basically the a listers on down. And this was their yearly thing to go and, you know, blow off some steam, if you will. Right. And, so it was, it was, they basically went off to an island and blah, 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 away from peering eyes. So same kind of thing. Basically it's, you know, superhero orgy, but different reasons and all that. It was, it was all right. I mean, it was, it was fine. It was violent. I, it, to me, the best is, is when, when the reveal of, of, uh, soldier boys was Homelander's, uh, genetic father, so to yes. speak. That that's the big reveal. That's the show. That was the show in the nut in a nutshell. Because now you 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 want Homelander gone, but now his dad's so worse than him that they somehow have to team up a bit to get rid of. Like you know, what I mean, it forces that. Like, how far will you go? Right? How how far will you let your code break in order to get a certain outcome? So like, you would say you would never team up with Homelander. That's against everything you believe in. <laughs> And now you have to make Butcher, yeah, Butcher, Butcher and Homelander together, Zap and Soldier Boy, because they have a common interest. Right. That's how good the writing is. Like you, you just it it goes from the beginning where there's dreams that Homelander has of getting or of uh, Butcher having uh, conversations or, or fights with Homelander at the beginning of the season. At the end, he's fighting with him. Yep. Um, it, I mean, it's just so well thought out. Very much so, and. I also want to say I thought it was interesting. So obviously Soldier Boy is kind of like a Captain America analog who is, you know, right. You know, Mr. You know, Mr. Boy Scout, you know, when you think of the Marvel universe, 
he's at the top, Captain America. Right. Everyone looks up to him. But Homelander is obviously a Superman analog. Right. Obviously terribly, terribly distorted. But, you know, Superman is the same ideal, but for the DC universe. Right. So to take these two analogs and then make one the other's father, come on, that's that's comic books right there. That's That was good writing. Right. I, I loved it. I loved it. And, and at the end of the day, Maeve did have a nice character arc for because now she's out. She's kind of like, she's dead, but not dead, right? But she's out, and that's what she wanted. That's what she wanted, um, which is was cool. But she has no powers, right? No powers. Because no. of the, the blast or whatever. Now, uh, I just assumed, so we, we all know that Maeve is strong, but they've established since season one, and maybe it was just her own saying, you know, I, I can't take him alone. She's up there. She's pretty damn strong. I mean, she put a hurt on him. She made him his nosebleed. So I, I have to admit, when Soldier Boy blew up and they, they kind of, you know, reset and move away from that scene for just a couple minutes, my first thought was, all right, well, Maeve's probably dead, but that's because we saw Soldier Boy literally just annihilate people when he exploded, like gone. But I was right. like, he can't be dead. Why would he be dead? Yeah, he exploded, but he's done that several times. But then obviously you find out, okay, she was super strong because she survived. And number two, he's still alive and he's frozen this time in the U.S. Yep. But No, I agree. I liked her arc as well because that's all she wanted was to get out. The only thing that I thought was interesting or not interesting, but kind of askew with her arc She's always been in love with this other woman, which is right. fine. I have no judgment there. Um, and I get sexuality is a spectrum, yada, 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 yada. But she's always been about this woman and devout to her and blah, blah, blah. So that whole mid-season thing where her and uh, Butcher got it on, which, you know, went, right. I don't know. I don't really know what that was. I don't know that it fits the characters terribly much. It's not a huge deal, but I just thought, okay, I guess. <laughs> Butcher likes women that are stronger than him. Okay. Hard to find that, but he, he did. <laughs> but, you know, it was a fine scene, but then you immediately see her with her old girlfriend again. I'm like, she came back that quick? I mean, they had some major issues they were working through. Right. So, that, for the most part, I liked her arc, but that last little bit, it was a little bit of hand wavy where they're like, and now she's back with her girlfriend. Which is fine. She needed the happy ending, but it was a little too quick. But then again, it was the last episode. How much longer could they have done it? Right. So it's a minor, minor complaint. That's all. Yeah. And then you get to the end now. It's uh, the deep goes and kills that guy that was president or something. And now he's going to run for vice president. Yeah. But how do you run for vice president? You have to have a president to run with. But yeah. Well, the guy's running. The, whatever that guy's running. Yeah. So now, and then she, then he picked her, uh, what's her name? The, the head of the, the scanner chick, this, the, yeah, the, the scanner chick. Um, yep. so now we've got, and now I don't know if they're going past season four, but I mean, obviously they're going to make a season four. Yeah. That's already been announced. Can't wait for it. I really enjoyed this. And, but unfortunately it's going to at least, at least next summer before we see it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I love I love that because you know you thought she was bad enough when 
you find out the reveal at the end of season two that, oh, my God, she's a power. She's a soup. Holy right. shit. And she's in Congress. Well, shit. Now, I mean, I get it. She's on her own side, and she was doing the work of Vought Industries for a while. But she showed she could shift allegiances, allegiance quickly if it was to her own personal gain, which she did because you now you know what she got for giving Homeland the address of Ryan, where to find him. Right. So she got what she asked for. We find out now she's now the VP pick. But the fact that she can blow up heads, she's literally a thought away from being president and you have a secret soup as president. Are we going to see that in season four? I think we are. Right. I think so too. And then we've got, uh, you know, Seth Rogen popped up an episode. That was funny. Um, I'm looking at the uh, guys. I don't know all this stuff. I'm looking at the Wikipedia, but well, he's they, one of the uh, executive producers. He is. Uh, he's portraying himself um, as superporn.com and his a, a Patreon as a patron. He's waiting for. He was with. Uh, was it the the Scarlet Witch? Who was he talking to on the some yeah, some other anyway, something? With yeah, and uh, his handle was succumbs a lot seven seven nine. <laughs> hilarious um so, so he played I mean, himself yeah no is that it says rogan p- portraying himself as a super super porn.com patron that is hilarious yeah it was what's her name that that played the um it was like their version of of the scarlet witch that's who was on the bed you know oh yeah oh yeah she was she was from walking dead I don't know the actress's name, but she was on Walking Dead. Uh, was it uh, Lori Holden? Is that her name? Probably. Sure. She was also on The Shield. <laughs> but yeah, she was on Walking Dead. She's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, great show. I think next time we, um, The Crimson Countess. The, uh, it's like, how, how much can you steal? The Scarlet Witch, The Crimson Countess. Exactly. I mean, it's on purpose and they can't get away with it. It's like when 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 uh, David Letterman used to do this bit on NBC called uh, The Dancing Waters. It would come out on stage. It was basically a fountain that did this thing. And uh, he moved to CBS and he couldn't legally do some of the same things he did at NBC right, and call him, call him the same name. Huh? Because right. they, they, so he brought out. NBC what we, owned it, the intellectual property, right? Right. So then he brought out uh, his first show is, you know, he mentioned that he goes, so I have now the prancing fluids. <laughs> <It's not> the, <laughs> um, just to be maybe an FU to NBC at the time. <laughs> Cause he, he lost to Jay Leno. Uh, for those that are new out there, Jay Leno used to be on the tonight show host and David Letterman is not just the guy that's on Netflix. He used to have a, a show, a late show. Um, anyways, to wrap this up, I mean, I, you know, I, at the end of the day, I, I'm not quite sure we gave maybe the best, uh, analysis of the season because we, we waited to the end and it's been some time, uh, hopefully next season when it comes out, we can do the uh, weekly cause I think it just sits better that way. Uh, I agree. but I really, really enjoy this season. I, I love the show. It's, it, it is some of the best, um, 
you know, mirror holding, as they say, to what's happening in our life in a fun way. And it, it's, it's just, it makes you think more than you, you, than you think you would think about things. After you watch the show, it just, it's not just crazy. There is some, it will get you to think about a lot of different things. Uh, so I really enjoy it. Yeah. You're hundred percent correct for a spoof of superheroes. It's in, yes, even though it's gratuitous violence and sex, it is a much, much smarter show than people give it credit for. I think sometimes, and just like you said, anything good, uh, good drama, good fiction is like you said, it's a mirror held up to us. It's showing us ourselves and it does it exceptionally well. The show is very, very timely. Yep. And wherever Dominique McGalliott goes, I'll probably watch that show too. Who's that? Queen Maeve. Oh, yes. The actress. She's good. She's yeah. good. All right. So tell, let, let people know where they can talk to us about the boys, Michael. Yeah. Come talk to us uh, again. Sorry that we could not cover every single episode as they came out this season, but we wanted to touch base on it. And now we have, uh, we're certainly welcome to let us, or we're, we'll welcome you to let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kybercast. Or on Facebook, we have both a page and a group at The Kybercast. Let us know what you think. And check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast. But as always, the best way to help out our show is to smash that subscribe button, smash it down, break it, you know, whatever you got to do. Tell a friend about our show. That's another great way to to get people uh, more interested in our show is let them know where they can find us at any kind of podcatcher pretty much out there. So I'm not even going to name them all this time because we always do, but we're on pretty much every podcatcher or send them to our website at kybercast.com. They can listen to all of our episodes there. It's streaming and check out our store online at kybercast.com. So that'll do it for this week's episode and the boys next week. I don't know, Michael, we'll see what comes up. It's a little slower. We got a little, little, little dip before Andor coming out next month, um, which is literally four weeks away it's july 21st i think it actually starts the 22nd of august so well i don't quick. know if i have time to watch all of stranger things before next week but next week maybe we'll have to do uh comic-con revelations yeah we can do that i mean i, I mean we we're gonna be so behind on stranger things because the world's already moved past it that like all you see on tiktok is people playing metallica uh which you'll find out why uh, i already know Oh, yeah, so that's right. You watch all the spoiler stuff. Uh, well, it's hard. It's hard to avoid at this point. At this point, yeah, it's so it's, it's pretty much on you. Um, but yeah, there you go. So, anyways, we'll pick it up again next week. So until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation, anyway.